This is Upstate's HealthLink on air, Linda Cohen along with you. Breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in New York State, with almost 15,000 new diagnoses a year, and on average almost 3,000 women die each year in New York from breast cancer, making it the second leading cause of cancer deaths among women and leading Governor Cuomo to recently propose that New York spend $91 million to make the state the most aggressive breast cancer screening program in the country. Also, the addition of 3D mammography, or digital breast tomosynthesis, to 2D mammography can improve the detection of breast cancer. Well, here to tell us more about all of this are Jennifer Caldwell. She's the Director of Radiology at Upstate University Hospital, and Dr. Ravi Adhikari, Assistant Professor of Radiology and the Director of Women's Imaging, the Women's Imaging Section at Upstate Medical University. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank Thank you. you for having us. So, Jennifer, let me start with you. Mm-hmm. 3D mammography, it's said to improve breast cancer detection. Tell us about that. Um, 3D tomography allows us to see into the breast a little bit better than we would with 2D. It decreases the exposure for the patient. It decreases the compression needed to see the uh, structures within the breast, and it also increases patient comfort. So it, it's definitely an improvement. Help us understand, Dr. Adhikari, what exactly is 3D? And I mentioned in the introduction that it's added on. Explain how yeah, it works. Sure. Uh, when you get a standard mammogram, the X-ray generation and the detector, it's basically stationary. Um, with the 3D mammography, we actually obtain multiple images in, a, in an arc. And different manufacturers do it uh, different ways, but basically they all go through an arc those low-dose images that are taken in that arc are then uh, fed to the computer, and we can generate something that looks similar to a CT. It's not exactly how a CT is, is made, but similar to a CT. So we can get slices through the breast, and some of that more dense fibroglandular tissue that may be hiding a mass, we can see through that and find a mass that may be difficult to see otherwise. So let me just restate this so I understand it. So conventional mammography basically takes images of the breast generally from two different angles. And as you said, the the camera, so to speak, is stationary. And you move around to allow for those angles. But with this 3D, basically when you say an arc, it's basically the camera is moving or the picture taker is moving across the field of the breast. So it's getting angles all the way through. Correct, yes. And this is added onto what already exists. It's done in addition to. Basically, the way that it was first um, FDA approved was that you had to get a standard mammogram in addition to the tomosynthesis images. Later on, they also approved a system of only getting the tomosynthesis images and then reconstructing what looks like a 2D mammogram. Um, So right now, you don't necessarily need to get a 2D mammogram if you have the technology to get the tomosynthesis images and then reconstruct what looks like a 2D mammogram. And the advantage of that is um, the radiation. Um, If you are able just to get the tomosynthesis images and reconstruct what looks like a 2D mammogram, you have reduced the dose that you are, um, are, are giving the patient, basically. And so that, that's a crucial thing because people will say, how safe is it? So, mm-hmm. Jennifer, it, it, in, in effect, if you are getting just the 3D, it is actually more safe, less radiation? It's less radiation, and it's also um, less time under compression for a patient. So if you have a patient who has a tender breast, that helps them in their comfort level. 
So overall, that also improves it. So what exactly are the improvements when they say in terms of detection rates, Dr. Adhikari, what improvement actually has existed in terms of the findings? Yeah, and sure, and, and most of, of the improvement in terms of detection comes from uh, doing away with some of the masking effect. And the masking effect is where we have dense tissue which looks white on the mammogram, and it can mask a cancer which will generally look white on the mammogram. If we are able to use the tomosynthesis images like a CT and cut through the, the dense tissue, we'll be able to see a small mass earlier than we would be able to see uh, if we waited for that mass to grow. Um, and and it's, still, it's still pretty early, but they have done some studies that, that show that the cancer detection rate actually goes up uh, when you use tomosynthesis. Um, I read somewhere that it was 10 to 30 percent increase, Yeah, 10 percent to 30 percent increase in detection. Yeah, you will see those. And, and anecdotally myself, I have seen cases where I only see something under tomosynthesis, um, even in retrospect, knowing where the mass is. If I only had the 2D mammogram, I would not have been able to pick up uh, the mass. So is there, um, I mean, basically, is this the new wave of the future Jennifer, for, for mammography, are we moving away then, would you imagine, from standard 2D to this 3D as, as might be the standard of care going forward? Yes, I believe that we're actually moving forward from there. Um, 2D, I believe, will just be um, in the future uh, as a reconstruction. I don't think we'll be doing standard mammography. As we move forward, too, we're also looking at other modalities that are out there that can also increase detection, such as MRI and ultrasound. Uh, we use ultrasound quite a bit for dense breast um, in conjunction with the uh, tomosynthesis, and we're also using uh, MRI um, to reveal uh, hidden lesions that we may suspect based on the tomosynthesis. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm here along with Jennifer Caldwell and Dr. Ravi Adhikari. We're talking about the benefits of 3D mammography. How was this all, when did this all come about, Dr. Adhikari? You know, it was initially FDA approved around 2011. Obviously, they had done some research on it and, and it led up to that point. Tomosynthesis um, is actually an older technology, but breast tomosynthesis is relatively new. Um, so after 2011, that's when the first um, manufacturer actually got the FDA approval. There have been two other manufacturers since then that have got the approval. Uh, and this is one of those technologies because in radiology we see technologies and some kind of take hold and move forward. This is one that you can see people are starting to use more and more because you see the benefits right away. Um, and so this is one that I think will, will really become the standard of care over time. Uh, it's, it's kind of like when we went from digital or from film to digital. Um, digital is now kind of the standard, although there are a few centers that still use film. Um, I think moving forward, I think tomosynthesis will become the standard of care. And I, we can see that um, just anecdotally in our city. And, and when you go to conferences, you see people are just starting to use it, and it because it is so beneficial. So do you think there are any potential risks or downside to using the 3D from your experience or from some of the studies? Well, one of the risks that they talk about with mammography is um, the false positives and the recall rate. Um, and what they've shown with some of the early data is that the recall rate can be reduced with tomosynthesis. And the reason uh, being that when you have a 2D mammogram, sometimes you will see tissue that is superimposed on each other and it looks like a mass. And sometimes with tomosynthesis, we can resolve those issues and so we don't call the person back. 
So I think it can actually do away with that potential risk of, of the false positive and, and calling people back. And it, it, can, it can increase your accuracy. So the, the lesions that you actually do biopsy end up being cancer more often. Yeah, because one of the concerns I know, even when they talk about lung cancer screening with CT scans, is that if there is a small shadow or a so that leads you to believe that there's a false positive in there. I mean, you don't know it, but you, it ends up being a false positive. Then you have to go in and do a biopsy. And there can be, as I'm sure you would agree, sequelae, things that happen that could create more problems, infection, all kinds of issues. So you yeah. want to avoid unnecessary biopsies wherever possible. Correct. Yeah, the whole goal of screening is to pick up cancers early. And with tomosynthesis, we can see that we do pick up cancers earlier. Uh, and then also, we want to to get rid of as many side effects or, or the kind of false positives that we can. And so this is a good technology to, to address both, both of those issues. What about cost, Jennifer? I mean, when you move into new technology, I mean, it seems to me with any new technological advance, it usually is very much more expensive up front. And then over time, with competition and all kinds of, or, or they've, the R&D is taken care of, then the costs can come down. But how does this affect the patients today? So today what we're seeing is that uh, a lot of insurance companies are now jumping on board. They are realizing that there is a better quality of care for their patients that are receiving this. Um, the exam is a little bit more expensive than regular uh, 2D mammography. Um, some of the things that we do find, though, that there are still a few insurance companies out there that um, require authorization for their patients, and there's still a few that aren't um, allowing their patients to have this exam unless they found something previously and they're looking for additional imaging. Um, so sometimes we let the patients know up front that there is a possibility there may be a payment involved other than your copay. But um, patients these days are very well informed, and uh, a lot of them have already talked to their insurance company before they come in for their exam. So, is it, Dr. Adhikari, is the 3D mammography recommended then, based on our earlier conversation, for all women, or are there certain age ranges, more at-risk people? I mean, who would you say is are the best candidates, or you know, who should be getting it? So. When you look at the data, um, the full-field mammogram has been shown over time to reduce mortality. Um, for, for tomosynthesis, we don't have that data yet because it takes a long time to gather that data. Um, but what we can see is that if you look at who benefits most is the patients with dense breasts. Everybody can benefit because I can see in my own practice that even a patient with, with a more fatty breast, uh, we, we can still pick things up that we might not have seen. Um, but generally, the patients with the, the more dense breasts are going to benefit the most because we are going to get rid, rid of some of that masking effect, and we're going to be able to see those, those uh, masses earlier on, on those So patients. it's not age-related. No. It's really more just the quality of your breasts or the type of breasts that you have. Correct. So how does a doctor make that recommendation? In other words, screening, why don't we talk about what the screening guidelines are generally in terms yeah. of right now for mammography? Because it's, it's somewhat controversial. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jennifer, help us with that first. So right now we're still looking at the age of 40 unless there is a increased level of need uh, based on family history. 40 for annual screening? Yes. Okay. So yeah. women, once they reach 40, you're still looking at that. And, and are the insurance companies respecting that? Because it, there's been some recent Yeah, there has been some controversy. Um, and the American College of Radiology still recommends that. Um, 
In general, if you want to find the most cancers and 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 help the most women, you're going to start early and and do it every year. Um, and there is data to support that. Um, I think that the there are other organizations that have used um, uh, the idea that we can maybe look at this at a larger scale and see where we can get the most benefit with um, with kind of getting rid of some of those false positives. Well, it's this whole idea of the public health interest. I mean, you, you know, when you're looking at a large scale populations, where can you save money? But when you're looking at the individual person, yes, yeah. you don't want to be that person that gets missed. Yeah. because they didn't fall within a certain category. Yeah, that's correct. So the the idea is that if you want to help the most women, uh, you, you start at 40 and you do it every year. Um, and there's a lot of data to support that. Um, the, the large studies that were done, they, they included women in that age range. But within that, those women who are going to, let's say, a routine mammogram at age 40 would not necessarily seek at this point in time the 3D, is that correct? We are actually at, at, at 550 Harrison, we are screening everybody. This is with, with Upstate. Yeah. Yes, with Upstate. We are screening everybody with tomosynthesis right now who uh, who will, will um, you know, considering that there may be the cost. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So we are not actually dividing up people by, by their, by, by their uh, age or, or their density of their breasts. We are screening everybody. So basically what you're saying, and it seems like the evidence is beginning to point in that direction, that this is the superior methodology and will probably replace the 2D mammo going forward going forward based yeah. on what I'm hearing. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, Jennifer? absolutely. I, I believe that's the way we're going to go. And yeah. is it available, readily available now? Is, is it available at, at Upstate? So right now, um, it's available in the downtown campus, and community will have it available in May. Great. Well, it looks like we're moving ahead, and I want to thank you so much for, you know, kind of illuminating this whole thing for us, because it's something people hear about out there, but maybe not really have a full grasp of. But thank you both for coming in. Thank you for My guests you. have been Jennifer Caldwell, Director of Radiology at the Upstate University Hospital, and Dr. Ravi Adhikari, Assistant Professor of Radiology and the Director of the Women's Imaging Section at Upstate Medical University. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.